Perfect. We're using okay. that guy. All right. So, welcome to the Big Bean Burrito Podcast. My name's Big Bean. And I'm Zach. He's a fucking creamy teen. And today, we are going to be talking about Midsommar. The movie that will shake your panties. All right, so Dean, what was your overall feeling of the movie? I fucking love it, dude. This is the third time I'm seeing it. The first time I saw it with a lady. The second time with another lady named Zach. And then again, a week later. Um, First time I didn't get it because I was just talking to the girl the whole time. The second time I watched it, I really tried to pay attention to all the intricacies of the film because it's very um, metaphorical and there's a lot of hidden shit, like a lot of Easter eggs everywhere, so I tried to pay attention to it. This time around, I really kind of was able to grasp it. I did a lot of research on IMDb, which is the best place to do research, apparently. And, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. There's a lot of shit I want to talk about. But overall, I think it's a fucking awesome movie. Definitely yeah. not for everybody, I, but I, I love Ari Oster. I did notice that they did put a significant amount of detail into this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, from, from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, the movie was thoroughly thought out it wasn't just one of those movies where they just throw stuff together throw in actors say this is the lines Mm -hmm. go yeah it's definitely uh very well planned they had everything that they wanted to do um the research they did on on the festival and and the culture is fucking is beautiful balls yeah like every everything down to the outfits was very the outfits and even the the paintings themselves they come from um, really great artists um and just even throughout the whole film, even like the opening, uh, I think it was like the opening picture was, was, um, fuck, I want to say it was the bear or I don't know. It, it was something. It was something. It was already, the girl kissing the bear was like that the was first it. picture. Yeah, that you it, see. it was that. It, it already like told you the ending and like throughout the whole movie, it, it tells you what's going to happen. Yeah. Which, which I great. thought was very interesting. It's just like, uh, if you watch the old TV show Jericho. I have not. At the beginning of every episode, there was Morse code, and it told you what was going to happen in the episode. Is Jericho spooky? No. Is that about some Mexican man? No, it's it's about nukes going off in the major cities around the U.S., and it's a story for another time. Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) But, um, so, what did you like the most about this beautiful cinematography? I was going to say the cinematography, the um, the actual camera work was really good the um it was very unique it was very unique and also i just love um i personally love long shots it, it definitely adds tension uh to scenes and the guy definitely uses a lot of long shots but they're not just they're interesting because it, what, what he does is he focuses on one character and then he swivels around and focuses on another scene and while that's happening something's going on in the background for instance they were um Pouring the ashes of the of the two dead bodies of the people who turned um, seventy two onto the tree. So we're looking at that, and then we're cutting to um, Pele at the garden, and then it swivels to the right to show um, Mark coming in to talk and just say, "Hey guys, what's going on? My dick is fucking dry." And then while that's going on, the fucking the people who were pouring the ashes are walking away and Mark's like, Hey guys, it's time for me to urinate about five hundred feet from where we currently are. And then he goes to Right in s- plain sight of everybody, unlike any other normal human yeah, being. So he could have just he went anywhere to pee, but he went to that tree. So now we're swiveling back to that tree. Um and some shit goes down. And he uses that technique a lot throughout the film. It's always focus on one person, 
another new character enters, he, he swivels around, something's going on in the background, and he swivels back, and um, it's definitely a great way to add tension, and like, um, oh, what's it called, a dramatic irony, you know, where the audience knows something that the characters doesn't, and then they get fucked. Yeah. So, literally. I, I did think it was interesting at the beginning of the movie, it was very uh, dark, and gloomy and right as the, the right as the movie starts to pick up it it's bright all the time it's mm-hmm. very sunny and warm and even though dark stuff is happening it's not he was very unique in mm-hmm. using sunlight instead mm-hmm. of darkness for a horror movie yeah, horror, sun- horror-ish movie mm-hmm. and the sun never shows itself um throughout the whole film unless you're looking at the director's cut which we didn't but that's what Somebody told me that there's like one or two scenes of the sun in the director's cup, but uh, it's it's cool. It's it's really cool. Um, it doesn't. At at first, it's so bright and vibrant, and throughout the whole film, it keeps that. It keeps the the visual tone is still bright and vibrant, but you're feeling as as the audience kind of shifts and changes throughout the film, and that's pretty cool because sometimes they usually overdo the visual shit they always try to tell it visually rather than like ambiguously and that's why like about Aster, he just lets you feel what you feel yeah. and not try to change the visual tone too much it's it's very important to watch these movies more than one time yeah the first time i was like because Whatever. a lot is happening and a lot when when you're just focusing on the characters talking and hearing what they have to say you're not really focusing in on the background. So the second time when you watch it, you've already you are pretty much know the dialogue that's mm-hmm. going to happen, but you can pay more attention to the details in the back, like all of the paintings mm-hmm. and the murals and the ritual symbols that they have, and then you see them again pop up in different spots. Mm-hmm. And this man also has a affinity for faces. Yes, and he does. And specifically fucking them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that, that first girl jumping off the rock, bashing her goddamn face in. And, like, the makeup effect, the practical effects. Hopefully it is all practical. I don't, I don't really think it was any CGI, but it was spectacular. I imagine that's what a face looks it's, like when you bash it in. <laughs> I it, don't really know It was personally. interesting that... A large portion of the deaths were all head wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like the especially the, the ones you see on camera. Yeah, the the lady jumping off of the cliff. Mm-hmm. She was, boom, hit her head, smashed her head. Mm-hmm. The the guy jumping off breaks his legs. They come and over, smash his head. Yeah. Uh, the what 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 was the one uh, guy's Josh name? Josh was stealing from Josh. The, yeah, he was the in, thing. He gets his head bashed. Yeah, in. he gets his head like the back um, of his head Mark smacked. Mark gets in. his face cut off. Yeah, and I'm and I can only imagine like, he was whacked in the back of the head. Yeah, or at least decapitated. Yeah, because like um, when they went to go stuff his body, there wasn't really a body; it was just a face over some straw. Yeah, as far as I could tell. Um, um yeah, I don't think I think that was really bad for the fucking head traumas, but that's like more than half the cast. Yeah, right they're all all half of the deaths are are have, have to do with the with their pretty faces. I I really the one thing that I wish that they did was not. What what was the fiance's name? Oh God, how do I forget her bitch's name? No, Danny. Danny. But what was the guy's name? Oh, Christian. Christian. No, no. The um. The fuck are you talking about? The the couple that came from London. Oh, Simon and Connie. Okay, so Simon. Yeah. I really wish that they would have shown what I I didn't really understand that he 
had died until much later in the movie and i well that's the whole point of it you fuck. yeah i know it's supposed to, it's but, supposed to be like oh where where is everybody especially upon first viewing you don't know really where anybody is yeah there was 30 minutes cut out of the film to make it an r-rated film to get rid of its nc-17 and there's a baby crying in the background apologize <laughs> about that everybody <laughs> he stuck out one but um but um apparently that had all the those deaths that uh, he's talking about but i did i did find that this movie upon third viewing really flowed the way that i felt that it needs to flow it's it's a pretty long film it, it did start to pick up like it it was slow it was a slow introduction but once once the 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 tires grabbed mm-hmm it started going. It's a slow cooking meat, but it's steady, boy. It's it's definitely not for everybody. It's not like your entertaining type of film. It's uh, it's like an artsy fartsy kind of kind of deal. It's it's not a movie you play at a party. It has a grand finale. Yeah. It it's definitely a grand finale kind of film. Like everything's kind of revealed towards the end. Um, it's I don't know. I enjoy it. I fucking love Hereditary. I know you. I did. I was not I a fan of Hereditary. Hereditary. Maybe we'll do Hereditary reveal. another time. Um. God, yeah, Hereditary, that gives me goosebumps, but uh, I, I love it. I love it. This movie's uh, pretty freaking dope. Uh, you had an interesting theory that um, the gods kind of planned yeah, all this so, out um, t- in order for, for this ritual so to happen. For, for, for this w- ritual to go through the, the way that it did was very... Everything had to happen in a specific order mm-hmm. to lead everybody to this spot. Yes. So her family had to die for her to get the invite to come mm-hmm. because he wasn't, it's not like Christian was going to invite her. No, he wasn't. He was actually going to leave her. Yeah. He was going to leave her behind. And he was very, very adamant about, I invited her, but she's not coming. Yep. And then, you know, then her family's, her family dies. He's like, yep, I invited her. She's not coming though. But then she comes anyway. Mm-hmm. And, they all wanted to go on this trip because they all wanted to go. I guess see truly what it was about. Yeah, and the one well, the one guy's writing his uh, PhD thesis on it. Yeah, on um, Haggard or whatever. And and in order for all of that, the cards had to be played just right. Mm-hmm. And there is the theory that uh, Hereditary and Midsommar are both in the same universe and play oh, off of the, the same. What same are the gods. Uh, Really? What yeah. are what are the uh, well the the god and and hereditary is um payment the one of the gods or one of the kings of hell I forget what number king but it, it is. it's all off of like more Viking and Norse mythology. yeah but this one's about Christianity you stupid pussy <laughs> yeah um but but that's interesting have you noticed having that knowledge have you noticed any uh, connections between the two films. Like what? What led you to believe, or what? What evidence could you provide? I, I personally what peer-reviewed evidence I, can you I provide? I personally didn't. I I read a couple of articles. It's probably the faces. It. Probably because we saw a fucking child die by getting her goddamn head smacked off by a telephone pole, <laughs> and you saw someone else die. Yeah. Uh, for me, honestly, I would like to see. I know there's probably not, but. It kind of leads leans me more towards. Did you see the movie The Ritual? With them going um, to the woods and they meet Loki's bastard. Yeah, son. yeah, yeah. Show me that one a couple years ago yeah. when it came out. That was, I will say, the first two thirds of that movie really fucking freaked me out. Yeah, but that last I got, third, I got the same feeling mm-hmm. in this movie as I did in the Ritual. Um, and no, the Ritual. Okay, let me say the, this. It was more of just the build up. 
I would say the scariest thing for me about the ritual is when they're in that fucking house, um, in that like weird cabin in the woods at night, just trying to sleep. They all have the dreams, and they wake up praying to the tree, um, with the I think the demon head or the antlers. I mean, not the demon heads, the deer head with the antlers. That freaked me out the most because it it left so much to the imagination of like what the fuck's really out there, and that's what personally that's why they needed. To, to keep using was leaving your imagination to what's out there and then they fucking showed they blow their load they showed their hand and I was just like this is fucking gay I hate this this is so stupid the first half the two thirds of the yeah. movie really freaked I, me out I got the it, but now the, it just ruined it for me yeah the the way that I felt about Midsummer was um it was pretty much the same as the ritual it was a lot of build up to lead to you know, like if you, it's not like you watched the ritual and like everything was, it was laid out for you like it was in this movie, but it was mm-hmm. just, just the general feeling of like a weird sense of dread. Like, you know, something's going to happen, but everything seems normal. Yeah. And they didn't start. The only reason they chose these people to kill is because they felt like they were shaming their rituals and their culture. You would think Pele would warn them against these things because he did live in America for seemingly like... Well, he's getting his his PhD. So he he must have been there long enough to understand death culture in America. At least 12 years of spending time in America. Yeah, so you would think he would warn them like, hey, death is involved. We're going to see people fucking kill themselves and possibly be murdered. And if you disrespect anything, you will also be brutally fucking sacrificed. You, you think like he would uh, mention that in any way, especially the whole time he's there with his friends, even if they weren't planning on coming, just sharing some insight about his life growing up in this secluded I, village. I think I think that's more of the fear, is that they don't, as, as their culture, you see a lot, they say, oh, can we take pictures? And they're like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this? Yes, but you can't use any names. You can't get anywhere close to the location of this village. And it's, I feel like it's kind of brought up into them when they're children that you don't talk about the culture to outsiders. Yeah, I but guess. Mostly because they won't understand it. I'm th- No, I'm thinking it's because they want people to come in so they can sacrifice them. Well, it only the sacrificing only happens every 90 years. Hey, man, still happens. Yeah, it still happens, obviously. Still have, they but, still got to get people to come in. Yeah. You know, and breed with them. You know, you think anybody wants to come in and breed with these hot-ass women? They know they're, they're all fucking crazy. I s- still would, because I'm desperate. It is. Now, the, the one thing I don't understand is if the... So every year, they pick the queen and she gets to pick... The May queen and she gets to pick her mate. Yes. But it's and they they use the name of the people that die when they hit 72. Mhm. But it's like what if you know, what if you run out of names? Do you get to choose your own or is there a book that they have like a list of names that have to be used? Um no, I thought I thought the people that died um their names are re like reused. Yeah, they're they're reused, but it's not like For every babies. year somebody's dying. 
That's true. I don't. It's fucking we have we have people named Absidy, and that's spelled A B C A A B C D E. You know, like you just make up names. There's a fucking yeah. million. They have books where some retard writes like paints, he shits and writes fucking weird scribbles. Yeah, incoherent scribbles with his feces in a book, and they're and like, oh my god, this is from the gods themselves. Yeah, they, they have names. They'll make some weird click clack sounds. So what was the scariest moment for you? Ooh, fuck, dude. Um, I'm I'm personally end? gonna go with the bear. Him being stuck yeah, and was, not I, being I able was to move. Say, um, him being stuffed in the bear, just even being laid on the table, and and seeing the the empty bear carcass, thinking like, oh my god, he's still conscious, but like unable to fucking move and speak and all that shit. And him being stuffed in that bear is fucking terrifying. Um. Hmm, that's a good question. I want to say, uh, honestly, probably somewhat. I want to say the beginning where Danny finds that uh, her parents and sister are dead. I, I say that's pretty fucking jarring because that, that's like the first thing I keep thinking of is, is that image of the sister with the tube in her mouth with vomit all over her shirt and her eyes are all fucked up. Um, I say that's the scariest because they they just threw everything right at the gate. Saying, yeah, like, we don't. There was we don't fucking back. hold around, bitch. So. How about the fucking mushroom trips? This shit was crazy. I, do the, you think they were all mushroom trips, or do you think they were using some other shit? Because I know they're all like visual trips, like the Earth was breathing and shit. But like, yeah. I, I didn't. Don't know if you ever I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite understand her. The the grass growing out of her hand and her oh yeah, yeah, so I got you with that, fam. So basically, that's the show that throughout the movie that she is becoming one with that culture. She's becoming one with the family, and she's literally growing her goddamn roots. It's it's literally just showing that she's becoming one. It's part of the trip. It's part of the mushroom trip, but um, it, it was really to solidify like her staying in um, what was it? I can't pronounce it. The H word. Housing land. Wherever the fuck they're at. Sweden? Yeah, it's Sweden, but the village is like housing land. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what it is. It was just her tripping. um, And it's to signify her becoming one with with the family and and ultimately choosing with the family. Which is weird because now that culture, that that society is going to have her boyfriend's child that's born to a different lady. Yeah, and she's so what, if she decides to stay, because it's not like she has she anything did, to go back to. What car is she gonna take? Exactly, she they're not gonna let her leave. Are you kidding me? It's the implication. It's the <laughs> fucking implication. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. Uh, so, would you have made the same choice as her? Fuck yeah! Screw that. He was a dick. She he, fi- she was finally let free. I mean, this is really fucked up. She was she given was, the choice to free herself from him. She freed herself from his shitty douchebaggery. He was such a cunt the whole movie. It was pissing me off. Like she, he, she was upset that he didn't tell her that she, he was leaving for like a couple months to go to Sweden, and then he turned it around so she apologized for being upset. That's like like the most stereotypical like abusive fucking relationship ever. It it pisses me off that this guy is a fucking douchebag, and that she she's fucking hot. Like why is she staying with him? Like what's like what is like she can get any dude. She's a cutie. Yeah, I don't. The whole like I I understand like, you know they've been dating. He doesn't he 
he doesn't remember. He barely remembers her birthday. He doesn't remember. I think he only uh, remembered because she forgot to remind him. Yeah, so and, she's constantly blaming herself for him yeah. not remembering or not helping her with the situations that are I think are, Pelly wanted to fucking smash them cheeks. He did. This film, it's a fucking journey, man. There's so much, um, there's so much going on. It, it really took me a while to understand, like, each character's motivation and shit. And to really, I, the, honestly, the first time I saw it, I didn't even see uh, Christian as, as a douchebag. I just thought, like, he was just acting weird. Yeah. But then, but then I started really paying attention to the relationship between um, Danny and him and seeing, like, the way he's manipulating her and, like, completely just blowing her off. And her, at least for the first half of the film, really just accepting it and blaming herself. And then maybe the third quarter she starts realizing that like you know maybe this isn't right and really listening to Pele when he says like do you feel held by him like does he make you feel loved and a part of a family and I think that's like when she starts to to really understand that like she's not feeling a part of and another cool thing real quick Pele um back in the New York apartment was um you know sharing his condolences with her and it seemed like for the first time she really was told that or like made to feel like somebody cared about her situation. that she was allowed to have feelings yeah and she like and this was must have been i don't know how much later maybe it was like a week later or a couple months later right before the trip um but she like broke down immediately and i know it's a touchy subject but it really seemed like it caught her that off guard you know maybe I don't know. I, I feel like she was finally feeling like some emotion for once. Yeah. Some she, some empathy or sympathy. Some, One yeah. of those two fucking words. Um, I did notice that the further that we go through the movie, the more she starts to look at Christian. Like at the beginning of the movie, she's doesn't really make a whole lot of eye contact with him. That's and true. She looks away a lot. And then, the more she starts to pay attention to his actions, yep. the more they go through it. And she really starts to, I guess, think about their relationship. And, and notice the signs. Just, yeah, that it's just not not what she wants anymore. And I think that's what helped her with her decision of who she was going to choose to burn in the bear suit. And mm-hmm. and you can hear him grunting in that bear suit when, uh, when he's being burned alive. And you can see like a picture of his face kind of crackling um, in one of the last shots of inside that fucking house. It's disgusting. And his eyes are fucking twitching, looking upwards and shit. Some nasty shit. Also, they never kissed. The whole movie. They did Except the di- director's cut, but we didn't see it. I just read it. But Christian kissed her. I mean, no, not Christian. Uh, Pelly kissed her. He did. He did. He's like, oh my god, my May queen. Yep, he did do that. Did do that. It was pretty fucking tight. Um. I don't know, man. This is one of those movies that, uh. It's growing on me a lot, especially the music. The fucking music, I love it. It's yeah. so like slightly eerie, especially like that Swedish music that they're playing at the um at the dance festival where they're all fucking dancing around and throwing up on each other and like eating each other's asses. They're like playing that weird like pirate Pirates of the Caribbean shit. It was like so slightly eerie. Yeah. Like ominous. It, it was like the whole. It's, it's weird to try to break it down because it's like the the more you go into, I feel like the music didn't become like demonic 
but the music started to change pace as the movie went on. Yeah, it, sl- it slowly, um, it just became more ominous yeah. and, and more off-putting and kind of left you feeling uneasy, you know, leading up to that big crescendo of fucking Parmesan. It... So if you had to, like, if you had to rate this movie... Mm. One out of ten. Mm. What? Where? What As of get? right now, I'm giving it the most fucking densest, solidest, most juicerific seven I possibly can. The highest seven I possibly can. Okay, so like a seven point nine. Like if if I was teaching special ed, this would be an A plus. I would. <laughs> but this ain't special ed. This is the real life. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have to give this probably just about the same. A solid yeah. 7. It's like the most solid 7 possible. It's it for me it loses points because it's not one of those movies that you can show people and they would get it right away cuz they have to watch it twice. My 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 fear is is just and not not even so much that. I don't mind the watching of the twice. It's just I re thinking about rewatching it seems a little arduous to me. I don't really get too excited with it. I was fine watching it again tonight, um, because we just watched it like a week or two ago. But rewatching it again, I would love to more think about it than to actually watch it again. Whereas Hereditary, I would love to rewatch it. Um, I haven't seen the movie in a while, and I look forward to rewatching it. I haven't really felt that way about Midsummer, and I'm not gonna go super crazy with you know ratings. Just a general feeling, like I get more excited thinking about. Hereditary than Midsummer, so I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Fuck you. All right. All right. I'm gonna go jack off. All right. Uh, this was the Big Bean Burrito podcast with Zach and Big Bean. So if you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at the Big Bean Burrito Podcast, or on Facebook at the Big Bean Burrito Podcast. All right. That's I'm gonna go jack off. Adios.